0: deep from inside the hills of Tennessee <laughs> from the Transworld Antennas headquarters and uh, just outside of Cookville, Tennessee is where we're located at and we, uh, of course, we want to know where you're located at and this is uh, for all of our field day locations all across the United States of America. This is our second year broadcasting field day. And uh, I think we're going to have a good time today. (laughs) Uh, Now, the important thing to remember when you call in your field day report, we have to know exactly what it is that your chef is cooking. This is all part of the the plan. We discovered last year that um, the pig was the endangered species. And uh, everybody had a barbecue going. So... We invite you to um, crank up the shortwave radio. And if you've got us on at a field day location, you know, turn us on so everybody can hear it. But uh, don't get it to the point where it distracts the operator now. Because you gotta you got to get as many points as you can possibly get. And we don't want to be responsible for destroying somebody's score. And uh, we'll move along. Now, the phone number here to call is area code 615. That's 615 469 0702 That's 615 469 0702 and when you call in when your when your club or organization calls in from Field Day keep in mind that we're going to write down the name of your club we'll have a drawing afterwards and one of the clubs one of the organizations one of the Field Day locations is going to win a trans world antenna, the backpacker, the TW twenty ten L, complete with the quadra stand and carry bag. Now, next year on Field Day, it'll take you all of three minutes to set that antenna up and get on the air. So be sure and uh, be sure and make sure that you get somebody calling in from your your group, your club, your organization. And we're also on, we're on two different frequencies right now. So as you're listening, depending on how reception goes, we're on 74.15 on WBCQ, also on 93.30. So uh, if you're further to the west, 93.30 may do better. You just have to play with it and find out which frequency is going to be best to listen on. And we really appreciate you joining us. I got Matt over here. And, uh... We're also streaming, so why don't you tell everybody where the where the stream is located. If you go, well, you you got to turn my
1: uh, microphone up there a little bit more, I think. Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. Okay. If you go to tedrandall.com and go to the main page there, it says Windows Media. I believe that's what it says. And uh, you can go up there and click on it, and it'll launch Windows Media Player, and you can pull it down live right there.
0: So they just go up to the website tedrandall.com you can get there by qso radio show or no, qso radio and um also you can use my call sign com. all three of them will take you there and uh, the windows media player is launchable from that front page you can click on that and you can listen to the stream should you uh get in a situation where you're not able to hear the um uh The shortwave stations, you know, and and at times propagation gets a little crazy. You just never know what's going to happen. So be sure and go up to the website and check it out. Once again, now, you know, if you're calling in, keep in mind that you're going to be able to uh, qualify your group or organization for the the, the grand drawing at the end of this. Um, And that is the Transworld Antenna 2010L Backpacker. And this is with the stand and the carry bag. It's a complete thing. And it takes about three minutes, maybe not even that, to set it up. And uh, and you're immediately on the air. This antenna has a really, really low angle of radiation. And uh, it'll surprise you. You will wonder. (laughs) You'll wonder how you lived without it. Because it's just so swift in the setup and teardown. And it uh, is extremely effective. And I don't know what you're doing, but I Matt's over here messing around with a headphone amplifier, and all of a sudden my, the right side of my head is coming and going as I speak. <laughs> 469, this, I'm sorry, the area code is 615, the number is 469-0702. Area code 615 is the telephone
1: number to call. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a special QSO broadcast of Field Day 2009 brought to you by Transworld Antennas. The number to call in from your Field Day location is 615-469-0702. And when you call, your group is qualified for the drawing for the Transworld TW 2010 Backpacker Antenna Package, complete with Quadropod and carry bag. Once again, that number is 615-469-0702. 469-0702. 469-0702. and now back to your host Ted Randall.
0: And thank you for tuning in and joining us. We uh, really are we appreciate your uh, your patronage here. <laughs> Field Day Live two thousand nine is what you're listening to, and uh, we are, we are inviting all Field Day locations to call in. Tell us all about your your location what you what you're doing how many stations you got set up and uh, what you're cooking <laughs> what you're cooking that's the most important thing we want to hear about right now and as uh, the field day festivities uh, get on uh, down the road well we're going to be on today now this is a, a, an amazing thing we are going to be on um, a, a number of different frequencies and you can find those. At the website, if you go to qsoradioshow.com, dot com, it'll tell you when we switch frequencies and which time we what, what time I should say we will be switching frequencies. So um, be sure and uh, and consult the webpage. That way, you'll know where we're at. If you lose track, you can always go to the webpage. and I'm I'm gonna see here. Okay, what's what's happening at this point? Are we do we have? Is it, okay it's call back okay so we we'll, we okay we're going to start taking calls here very very shortly and um be sure and call us get on the get on the phone and uh as as we progress today uh i i want to hear i, I we want to hear from folks um you know we want to hear from folks that are on the west coast we want to hear from folks on the east coast and in the in the deep south everybody wherever you're at regardless and i don't care how small you think your club is you be sure and call and, and check in with us here. 615 469 is the telephone number to call. Boy, well, we're just having loads of fun here. We're having we're having all kinds of uh, fun. I have with me on the telephone. I have uh, Rich. Hello, Rich.
2: How are you doing, Ted?
0: Pretty good. How are, how's things going today for you at Field Day?
2: Uh, pretty good. We're doing a lot of listening, and we've got some new hams here with us uh, that are just kind of getting introduced. Uh, one of one of them just transmitted for the first time ever.
0: Oh, that's cool. And now, now is he? Is it? It's a he or is she?
2: It's
0: a, it's a male. It's a male. Okay. It's a he. All right. So he transmitted for the first time ever. And what? just out of curiosity, what frequency was he operating on?
2: He was uh, operating Simplex on 146520.
0: He's on two-meter Simplex. Very cool. Very cool. Now, where are, you, where are you located?
2: We are technically in Rancho Cordova, California, which is about 20 miles east of downtown Sacramento. And we're up in a field on a hill overlooking the uh, Folsom area.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about your club. I'd like to hear you know a little bit more about wh- what you folks do.
2: Well, our club is kind of a startup club. We started uh, about a year ago, and right now we kind of exist over a Yahoo group only, uh, but there's a group of us uh, in the eastern Sacramento region who are trying to be much more... Dynamic in the way we handle our clubs and the way we teach. We've uh, we've successfully licensed about seventy uh, new ham radio operators in the last year.
0: Wow, seventy! And, uh, do you do this with classes or?
2: Do you... I do classes, uh, four week classes, with the last class session being an actual VE session. And we're just trying to get people excited about it and get young people involved and do doing. Some
0: fun projects with everybody. So, you know, how many how many stations do you have set up right now at, at your location?
2: Uh, right now, we have four radios operating at this time.
0: Four radios. That's very cool. And. Um, and, and is there anything unique about your location, where you're at? I mean, you, you, you started talking about it here, and I've had some distractions here, so you know, I'm trying to keep my mind on the conversations, but I may miss something. So is there anything unusual about where you're set up? Uh,
2: there is something somewhat unusual in that, uh, as I said, we're in a field just to the south of an LDS uh, church temple, the Sacramento Temple, Um and we are operating on solar-powered battery system that uh, is keeping us on the air so far.
0: A solar. Right now
2: we have a flock of turkeys walking around us.
0: <laughs> now, are you, now, is that going to be the cuisine for field day today? Are you guys going to do one of those turkeys in and uh, 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 wrap uh, some antenna wire around him and uh, apply a little RF and... <laughs>
2: As long as the uh, Department of Fish and Game doesn't hear what we're saying, then it's quite possible. (laughs) And and just uh, as a side note, uh, the California Office of Emergency Services just pulled up in one of their uh, ERVs to hang out with us, it looks like.
0: Well, now, uh, okay, you've got four stations set up, and you're kind of out in the field, and... Uh, but are, are you attracting any attention? I mean, do, do you have the general public, are they aware that you're there, or can they see you operating from that point?
2: They can. We're in a fairly visible field uh, with a, a big easy-up uh, and the table set up with all the radios on it, and we've had quite a bit of foot traffic. As, as I mentioned, we're near this uh, LDS temple here, and there's a bunch of weddings going on and photographers out taking pictures right now of the weddings and people who are wandering over to ask what exactly we're doing.
0: Well, that's that's so incredible. Well, tell us a little bit about your solar power. How, how have you got that all worked out?
2: Um, I'm running on a uh, Solar X 20-volt uh, panel uh, into a deep-cycle marine battery. And uh, I've done this before several times on field days as well as uh, just scouting operations uh, out at scout camps, and I I let the battery charge up for a couple days before to make sure we have a lot of uh, voltage going into it, and then uh, the solar panel pretty much keeps us topped off, as long as we're not transmitting too heavy at full power, but as a QRP, we can run all day.
0: Goodness. (laughs) That sounds really cool. With me here in the studio is Dr. Michael Barrett from Transworld Antennas, I want you to say hello to
3: him. There, Michael. Hey, Rich. How uh, things out uh, out in California? Uh, I, I've heard what you were saying. We were uh, we actually made a trip out there and passed through where you are. We we uh, actually uh, I ended up in San Francisco and came all the way down from Seattle. But you are uh, south of US one famous city called Lodi. Uh, have you been to Lodi, California?
2: Yes, many times.
3: Well, I had never been, and I wanted to be stuck in Lodi, so I went and roamed around and sat under the arch with the bear on it and even called back into the QSO show and, and told Ted all about it. So I know exactly where you are. That is a great part of the country out there. Very, uh, you're, you're actually uh, toward the wine country there. In fact, uh, Lodi is, is the Zinfandel capital of the world, so you're, what are you, about, about 80 miles north of there, 90 miles north?
2: Uh, I think even last, I think we're about fifty miles due east of uh, of Napa
3: all right well so
2: not too far and just to the east of us is the famous highway forty nine where all the gold mining cities where the gold was discovered at Sutter's creek mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a lot of history here in this part of California
3: now are you guys gonna i mean you're gonna work um, try to work the full twenty six hours or twenty four hours. What is your plan as the, as the day wears on, Rich?
2: Well, we're expecting it to be about 103 degrees today, so we're going to try and last as long as we can uh, with the temperature the way it, it's going to get. But our, our plan, most of us here uh, are, are family guys, and we've got a bunch of kids, and uh, we're probably just going to be operating through the day until band- the uh, early evening.
3: What bands are you guys set up on?
2: Right now we're set up on, like, like I said, a couple of guys are running two-meter simplex, trying to hit different uh, areas throughout Sacramento Valley, as well as we've got one guy talking right now with a station down in Yosemite. And then uh, I'm working uh, 20 meters myself and uh, seeing what we can get on uh, long range.
3: Outstanding. Well, are you going to turn in a log or are you just doing it for fun, or have you made up your mind on that yet?
2: haven't quite decided but uh i am tracking who we're talking to so that if we do decide to uh turn in a log then we'll have that information available
3: well we will be pulling for you and uh you might as well turn in a log you, you never can tell uh, you guys are running solar i'm sure there's not uh, uh, a, a ton of stations running solar so you if you lay with it long enough and you have some good contacts you guys might be very competitive so i would uh, I'd encourage you to turn in a log, and uh, you might you might win California, you know? <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, what, I, I'm going to ask you this question,
0: uh, Rich. What is your, at this point in time, I mean, what, oh, I know what I want to ask you. What's the name of your club? I forgot to ask uh, that.
2: We are the Folsom Amateur Radio Club. FARC for short.
0: Okay, Folsom Amateur Radio Club. Correct. Okay, and uh, that's. Um, I, I guess the. And you say you're a young club. You just. You're just a new startup at this point.
2: Correct. We've got about a dozen members, and uh, we haven't yet applied for AWRL club status, but uh, we're, we're still doing some informal field-type activities, emergency support for uh, the local CERT teams and races and other, uh, not races but actual foot races and bicycle races that, that come through the area.
3: Well,
0: that sounds, that sounds extremely good.
3: Go ahead, Mike. You need to ask him some good questions here, Ted. I understand you're the professional, but we want to know what he's eating and we want to know what kind of antenna he's using.
2: <laughs> well... Unfortunately, I don't have a Transworld antenna yet.
3: We we might cure that uh, with this drawing. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, I'm running
2: through an LG, uh, LDG auto tuner uh, to a 65-foot piece of uh, copper strung up over a tree. And then we also have, for the two-meter guys, an elk log periodic five-element and a diamond uh mag mount that's just stuck to the corner of my easy up
3: <laughs> all right well what are you what are you guys are, are you eating yet now it's let's say we're back uh i can't keep up with the time it's it's 2 20 uh eastern time and it's uh we're, we're about 11 30 i think 11:30. 30 well y'all just getting ready to eat uh probably uh, is anybody bringing in any, any cuisine there that's uh, worth mentioning
2: uh, so far, we're surviving on cliff bars and water, so it's mostly prison food at this point. We're, uh, Gosh. we're hoping that a couple of our wives show up with some uh, some sandwiches, and uh, otherwise it may cut our day even shorter.
3: You guys may be out of luck. They may be at the mall spending your money right now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know, as, as time goes on and your group gets larger, Eventually, what'll happen is you'll acquire these field day chefs, you know, and that's what uh, <laughs> that's what really makes it fun, you know, <laughs> when they uh, when they start bringing out the special uh, the special uh, covered dishes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, of course, we get a big bang out of talking about all that. Uh, matter of fact, we, we maintain uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that most most of these places that are doing field day are doing barbecue. So we have uh, named the pig the most endangered species on Field Day.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, class, it didn't occur to me until I saw your uh, mention of that uh, about the food. But uh, I love Dutch oven cooking, and I should have brought a bag of charcoal and some uh, some Dutch ovens to make some cobbler and and uh, maybe some some stew or something. That one of my specialties.
0: Well, you'll do that next year. You guys are just starting up, so this is this is very cool. I want to encourage you. And you know, you, when you get a chance, you need to set up one of those go-to stations or go-to stations where those you know people can come in and operate and uh, get you a little PR table set up where the public can come over and you can pass out some flyers or brochures and encourage them to come out and learn how to get into amateur radio. It's uh, and I and I think you know. Having fun, you know. I, I had a. We talked to um, uh, Dan Henderson, who is who's with the, the ARL, who is the uh, director. I guess you would say of field day. And he, the first thing he led off with was the fact that field day needs to be fun. You know, it needs to be a fun activity. And uh, yeah, sometimes you got to go out of your way to make something fun. You know, you really do. You gotta you gotta do something a little outrageous. You know, I don't know got So, but we we really thank you for uh, for calling in and joining us. I've got your uh, I'm, I'm going to get your contact information here down so that we can get you entered into the entered into the drawing, and who knows, next year you guys may be using a a, a TW twenty ten backpacker for field day. That
2: would be awesome. All
0: righty, sir. Oh, anything else you want to add to this? Anything you want to say, or any additional comments about uh, your group and what you're doing, or any any other comments you want to make to the general ham community?
2: No, I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports amateur radio. I've been involved in emergency support since I was 11 years old when I was pulled out of church one day to go help sandbag a river that was breaching the banks and flooding some homes. And that got me hooked on helping people in disasters, and that ultimately led to my amateur radio life and my involvement in the local CERT team here in Folsom. And uh, in my opinion, the best laid plans are of no use unless you've got solid communications. And uh, that's why I do all of this, and that's why I appreciate amateur radio operators everywhere for what they do.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rich, and uh, good luck on on winning that antenna. Hope you guys ho, ho, hope you hope you you bag the thing. <laughs> you just brand new club, just setting up. This is that'd be a good thing to do. I thank you so much for calling.
2: Thanks, Ted.
0: Yeah. Well, you have it. He's uh And that that's what makes it cool is when you got a club that's just starting up and um they don't have everything exactly that they'd like to have. They don't have but they're out doing it. You know, they're having fun. They're out there uh kicking up the dirt and making contacts and uh
3: I was uh, I think Ted it was interesting to uh, at least to me that they were uh, they were working uh, two meter and they were working FM simplex. Uh, I know at our location last year we we tried a lot of VHF and UHF, and there just weren't many operators on. And I'm wondering if that's uh, just a lack of operators and everybody's on HF, or if uh, the new hams were wanting to try out their HF privileges. But I thought it interesting that he really touted uh, the fact they were on two meter FM and and uh you know working two meter uh and generally so as we get folks to call in today I'd, I'd be interested to know how the uh how the um you know the ground wave side of the bands were were working if fo- folks were actually doing two and 70 centimeter and uh versus hf i know it's primarily an hf uh, activity but uh, boy in the old days we did a lot of uh, vhf and uhf and even caught some good band openings on the uh, six and two.
0: Um, you know, I guess the thing of it is is that uh, uh, this is is, this is a chance. So new, new hams, brand new hams, people who've just got licenses, they can go to a field day location and sit down and operate phone and really get their feet wet. You know, really understand what it is. When they get done, especially if the, the club is short of operators and they have to pull a really long stint on the air by the time they get done they've got they've got their feet wet as far as hf operations are concerned
3: ted it's like it is around here uh when it's when the when the sun goes down and the operators start getting scarce so uh we're gonna have to have some new hams to man these stations i'm sure it's that way a lot of places so uh if there are new hams hams with the, the ink wet on their license field day is a place to uh stretch your skills and it's uh
0: Field Day is probably the best place in town, wherever you're located, uh, for uh, fine cuisine. <laughs> because uh, some of the things we heard last year that folks were fixing for dinner, it was uh, it was quite incredible. It, somebody ought to put out a Field Day cookbook. You know it.
3: Oh man, I don't know, Ted. That uh, <laughs> that, that just might take it over ready. the top.
0: Yeah, have have all the different. Uh, all these different folks uh, sending in their recipes. Are we are we ready here? Okay. Uh, sending in their recipes for all of the um, uh, different things that they fix at Field Day. And who have we got here with us on the phone?
2: Whiskey One Alpha Golf Papa. Hi Ted.
0: How are you doing today, sir?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I am in the middle of very. I'll call it Happy Chaos at Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey, the headquarters station for the ARL here in Millington. And we've got right now, I'd say, oh, well, there's probably 10, 15 people. And they're they're currently running three stations, plus a Gota, plus a UHF. So there's people coming and going. And if you get QRM in the background,
1: that's why. <laughs> You, you were no, going to say, Alan. Alan, I heard you say a r.
3: Alan, I heard you say a r r l, but you got to say a r r l like that. <laughs> they don't have a southern accent. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we're joking about being in the deep south here. We're saying we're all we're coming to you from the deep south. Y'all
2: ain't in you. you, you all ain't in the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you you guys are north of South Carolina. I'm the one out of South Carolina
0: that's that well you know we we got uh we just talked to a fellow in sacramento i don't know if you heard if you could hear him at all um but uh they just set up and they're a brand new club that just set up uh they've got about 12 members and uh, uh the only thing they're missing this year is the cuisine they don't they don't have any any field a food planned and uh uh, but as time goes on, as their group grows, I told them they'll they'll have the field day chefs and the whole nine yards. So what what at W one AW will be the um, the cuisine today? What what are you folks gonna or or has that been planned yet?
2: Uh, that hasn't been absolutely hammered down, but uh, usually we'll start out with pizza in the late afternoon, and then about in the evening, it's kind of, uh, okay, who wants to run to which restaurant? And uh, usually we eat pretty good, but the uh, exact cuisine for here has not been determined yet.
0: I, I f- we'll, have
2: to, we'll, we'll get on Dan Henderson and find out. I, I
0: figured uh, you guys would have a resident chef there almost, you know, some... Some some staff <laughs> member that that really knows what they're doing in the kitchen, you know, brings out the big barbecue grill and uh and, Well, and,
2: we we may have some wonderful radio equipment here to play with, but no, there's no kitchen, <laughs> but there is a
0: bathroom. Well, you know, uh, of course, now you know. Uh, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about how the the uh, the different uh, field day locations. Uh, can score a few extra points. Some things they may, you know, if they're they're sitting around thinking about something else to do, what are the things they can do?
2: Well, I would say the fastest way is to start using CW. Uh, you can get double the points for making contacts on CW. Uh, the go to station, having go to station is always a good thing. Uh, tell you what, hold if hold on, Dan. Dan Henderson is standing right here and Ted's question is how can what are things that different stations can do that would help them earn extra points at this time. So I'll, I'll let Dan work on how do they earn the extra points. Hi, Dan, How are you?
0: Pretty good. And uh, how, how is your how is your field day operation going so far?
2: It's
4: frenetic, and it's lots of stations operating, and I've heard lots of activity, and we've got almost 1,600 stations on the Field Day locator, groups out open, so I think it's going very well.
0: Well, I, I was just talking to Alan, and I said, you know, if, if the Field Day people, the, the locations that are around the country right now that are listening in over radio, and, then of course, we've got a live stream going, if they're listening in, they're thinking, well, what can we do? To, to get some extra points. We're all set up. We've done everything so far that we can think of. What are some of the things they may not have thought about
4: that can put them well, ahead? At, at this stage of the game, you're, uh, a lot of your bonus points are already need to have been in the bag that would be you know, the setup in the public place and things like that. Once you actually start operating... Your bonus points are going to come from NTS messages, uh, from your message to your section manager. Don't forget uh, those two possible bonus points there, categories. Uh, Don't forget the... um, Don't forget... I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank here because it's
0: so busy here. And, uh, oh, it's, hec- it's hectic, you know. That's, that was going on here earlier. I was trying to think about what I was doing and trying to talk at the same time, and I'm I don't multitask very well, so
1: I, I don't chew and chew and yeah, come chew-
4: and, and walk well at the same time. Yeah, so, uh, uh, but you know, also, you know, there was a um, good pass of the International Space Station earlier today. And there are a couple of, uh, I, I looked at the orbits a couple of days ago, and overnight stuff isn't going to be real good. We're not going to be in the uh, footprint of the station, it looks like. But again, early tomorrow morning uh, from about, I think it's about, it's about 6 a.m. UTC, or six, six, oh, 600 UTC until about, I think it was 1400 UTC, there were uh, a couple of good passes that would be coming as well, so you know that's something that. Uh, literally, I've been in a field day group where we've never thought about doing it, and we ended up at the station not doing much, and we actually, at the last minute, put that together once field day has already started, so that's always a possibility as well. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, getting uh, utilizing the go-to station, if you have one, making sure you get uh, newcomers on the air operating with the go-to coach, uh, learning a little bit about how to make contacts is a way to get the bonus points once the event starts. And uh, the youth bonus is also a good one if you've got young people that are visiting the site. Remember, that's a bonus for those along the way. Yeah, at this point in time, you know, you've done your media publicity, you've gotten your uh, invited officials there, you've you know set up in the public place with the emergency power and the publicity uh, table, public information table, things like that. Yeah, you know, those sort of things always go in into you know, into what I, one of my favorite comments that I use is that 99% of your field day's operation is successfully done before you ever. Make the first contact, and after that, it's just kind of getting on. And uh, the most important thing at this stage of the game is get on the air, make some contacts, and have some fun because that's that's what I think this hobby is about in the long run.
0: I just got done quoting you. The fellows out in uh, Sanford, uh, yeah, Sacramento, I should say, uh, were on, and I said uh, that you and I had spoken. One of the very first things that came out of your mouth was field day is supposed to be fun. So everybody needs to put a smile on their face and, and really have fun today. Dr. Michael Barrett is sitting next to me, and I believe he was wanting to say something to you.
2: Well, oh, hi. Very good.
3: Hey, hey Dan, I, I just wanted to say a recommendation, not a complaint, but next year you just got to order more field day T-shirts because you, you sold completely out, and I had folks tell me, they, did, they weren't able to get them. Now, these guys around here are wearing them. They got them at Dayton, but um, I don't know what happened. You guys sold out, and, and you're going to have to just order more next year.
4: Now, I do know that they made a second order of the Field Day T-shirts, and I understand they have sold out most of those. So, just... Uh but that's, uh, yeah, I'll pass that on to the marketing department along the way. It's just, yeah, you, we never want inventory left over, and so that's always a tough balance.
3: Right. I'm I'm actually pulling your leg. You guys did such a great job and uh, and got the word out yes. this year. You, yes. you And the shirts are really, really nice. Uh,
4: well, I'm, I'm going to take partial credit for the design of the shirt. It was one of my hair breaking ideas that we have a brilliant people, a good, brilliant people in graphics that pull through the design. I uh, throw something to the wall and wait until it sticks. There you go. And all of a sudden, they take off with it, and they did an excellent job with that
3: this year. It did. Let me ask you a question. We've already worked your 10-meter uh, station and your 15-meter station early. Woo-hoo. I don't know if they're working anything else, but are you guys set up on, on virtually every band? Or how, what are, we, we are running at W1AW. We're running free Fox Foxtrot. And right now, we have stations
4: on 10, 15, and I believe 20. Uh, we also have our VHF station on uh, six meters, and uh, six meters is going gangbusters. Wow! Once we have an open radio, we will be moving to other bands and other modes. I think we're on all three of the uh, principal stations. Uh, HF stations are on uh, phone right now, and uh, as soon as we get. the... get get a free radio i've actually got the macros already set up and i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna chop down on 40 cw for a
3: while excellent well you guys were booming into the south and and i don't know if they worked on anything other than those two but we'll be looking for you and i'll i'll hush and let let ted ask you the important thing
0: well yeah you guys are doing fine (laughs) and doing real good uh I guess the uh, how, how just locally now you know I know because w1 a w obviously is a world famous location, but uh, how do you locally entice the folks into uh, the station for you know, for field day purposes for public well, relations? One
4: of, one of the unique things that goes on here is we have a very strong club in the Newington area, the Newington amateur radio League quarter staffers are involved with NARL. The president of NARL is, is an, uh, a member of our staff. Uh, I think two or three of their officers all work here at headquarters. So we actually have the dueling. Uh, I can literally, if I stand on the front porch of W1AW, I can look at the top of Cedar Mountain from where I am, no more than two miles away, which is where they're set up. And uh, so we, uh, we kind of have the dueling stuff there, but we've already had several visitors by here today. The uh, New England Division Section Manager, Tom Frenet, was here earlier. Uh, director, not section manager. director, I have to correct myself on that. And uh, so Tom has been by. We've got a couple of visitors from uh, from Florida who are in, has dropped by the station right now. And yeah, you know, we at W1AW we do it just like every other station does, within within some parameters. You know, we we want the uh, public officials and all visiting you know, the local clubs where a lot of the non-headquarters staff are working and things like that. So we downplay that we downplay the coming to W1AW to a degree, but we encourage them to go to the other side as well, so we're we trying to support the local club activity
0: as much as we do what's going on here. Well, that's that's very good. But do, do you draw a lot of folks in from around the country? I mean, do, do very many people uh, say, "Hey, you know, I want to go to W one AW for Field Day this year" and and, and come in from out really, of time?
4: Really, not um, uh, because. Excuse me, Ted. Because there's some, uh, there are some limitations. You know, we do not try to operate necessarily the street 24 hours through because the staff here are, you know, we're the volunteers just like everybody else. But there's some parameters about it. You've got to have, you know, somebody that's been certified on the equipment, you know, the antenna systems and things like that, to be present at the site. And, frankly, I live an hour away. So for me to come in and stay all night after I've worked all week and things like that, I sometimes, I enjoy my soft beds. Sometimes. And so sometimes we will take the station offline in the middle of the night and come back in early in the morning. Uh, but, you know, if visitors do come by, you know, we certainly are very happy to show them the station and uh, let them get involved with the activity from here at w We also want to, uh, we are also at a disadvantage here at WYIW because unlike other stations out in the country, there are times during each field day operation that we have to send our, let our field day stations go QRK. Because we have to stop everything so we can uh, do the transmissions of the various field day bulletins, the phone CW and uh, digital bulletins that are broadcast across the country on several times during the field day period. So uh, that, that's kind of a nice little break. That's when I go grab the pizza and uh, get some nourishment in before we hop back on the radio.
0: Now, we we were talking about that earlier because the cuisine seems to be a big thing with field day, and I was just so surprised you folks don't have a uh, a a chef on staff that that's out there. Cooking some.
4: So I'll pat myself on the back. I'm, I'm the best cook in the building, and I think I just got dirty <laughs> looks from people looking around me. But uh, we, uh, because of the, the setup that we are in, it's, it's very much an operational EOC. I, I, if you've been to headquarters, you know we have the three operating studios, you know with carpet and in a kind of you know, very restrictive in motion in uh, movement area so you know when you get in it's not a lot of activity we have at times had you know campers set up uh, in the field uh, or in the parking lot here and tents outside and things like that if you if you come today you can find uh, everything from the chips and the crackers and the cookies and all that sort of stuff we've got a big bucket sitting over there full of uh, beverages of uh, the soft variety and water and things like that and it's kind of you know we we will at some point in time today uh They've left me to pick the food, and I'm debating right now. I have a place that makes some great, uh, great bar, uh, buffalo wings and things like that. And I think we may be going and going to the buffalo wing and snack foods for dinner tonight. But, well, yeah,
0: uh, you know, it's it's, it's int- fun. It's,
4: uh, and again, a lot of it depends. You know, we don't have a. Um, a core for a club, like many groups do, where you you, know, you have your, your 20 or 30 or 40 club members that are committed to be in a field day full-time and all like that. And we really don't have that from here at W1AW. We have staff operators, but frankly, most of them are out operating with their own home clubs. And so we have a few that uh, are committed to putting W1AW like. Uh, Joe Carson, the station manager, needs to be here to make sure the bulletin's get on the air, and I come in for that same reason. And, and it's, you know, so we—it's uh, kind of a ma- mishmash here at W1AW. It's uh, uh, my idea of roughing it, Ted. Quite frankly, and I've got the air conditioning set at seventy-two instead of
0: sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing of it was, though, was we were talking to Alan earlier. And I don't know about you, uh, uh, Doctor Barrett, but uh, you know Alan kind of gave us the impression that you guys were kind of in a starvation
3: situation there, didn't you? Kind of. I'm not going to let
4: Alan starve.
3: Uh, just, uh, I, 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 I
2: heard, he you. Hold on one
4: second.
3: I heard Dan was buying supper for everybody. If, up if, there if, if you
2: look at the relative sizes of us, uh, I could afford to lose some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he was talking about you know, the having the different uh, little. Uh, hors d'oeuvres and 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 cold drinks and all that kind of stuff. And earlier, yeah, I kind of got the impression from you that it, it was the, the well was rather dry over there. Was it when it came to the to the refreshment side of it? But now he talks about being a real good cook, so I, I don't know. Um, we still we still have come to the conclusion, though, Alan, that that barbecue seems to be the top of the list all the way across the country. We the, the the pig is the endangered species on on field day.
2: Well, that'd work fine for me, though I do know a whole lot of people. Uh, there's almost a, a competition on the chili, so. But either one would work fine by me.
0: Carson, oh, okay. we have our, we have
2: our just, our... just pass the roll aids and I'm happy. Okay.
0: We've got our field day pig here. Listen here,
2: Did
0: you hear him there? No. <laughs> could, could, could you hear him okay over the over the telephone? Oh, well,
2: anyways. It sounds like somebody coughing. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, maybe that's what it is. It's kind of slowed down. Well, is there, is there anything you'd like to to add to our conversation here? Anything that you'd like to tell folks or invite folks to do or any new information about field day? Anything going on that you'd like to, to share while while
2: we're... Uh... Uh, I, I think Dan had it right when he said, you know, 90% of field day is all done in the preparation, uh, bluntly. Uh there is that article in the New York Times that I didn't know it was coming out, but I think I read it. It was kind of a neat article. But aside from that one, uh, I'm seeing more media hits done by local clubs, local PIOs than I've ever seen before, um, getting reports of the public service announcements, advertising on television and radio. I know local clubs are getting a lot of uh, short Interviews on radio and also on uh, daytime, kind of like the Today Show, local on various TV things. A lot of good localized publicity, which to me is wonderful because that's the kind that can bring in new hams, new people, and rejuvenate older people. And I'm very, very happy to see that. At this point, (laughs) they're still coming in. Uh, But at this point, the last count as of 9 o'clock this morning, I had 27 state government or the state legislature proclamations. That's more than half the states uh, in the United States. Uh, And we're still trying to get them up on the web. I don't know that we'll be able to get them up over the weekend, but I wanted to try if we could. But uh, we'll get them all listed up there. To have 27 different states make proclamations regarding Field Day is, is that, that's, that's amazing. It's the amount of effort and energy that the public information officers out there are putting into this is really, you know, without them, I wouldn't have a job, only. Uh, it's their effort. I just make things available and possible. And hopefully make their job easier. So uh, it's incredibly appreciated on my end, but it's also really, really good. I'd, I didn't know. The best thing to do is have fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing field day wrong. Uh, I,
0: I didn't know if uh, if anyone else knew about that uh, New York Times article. And, and I posted it up there thinking it may have been posted prior to me, (laughs) but I didn't know. So I went ahead and put it up there anyways. But I wanted to pass along to you, do you know who sent me the link to that article? Do you have any idea? Uh, A fellow's name is Les Garland, and Les is, um, gosh, I don't know, former program director of of some major radio stations out on the West Coast. Uh, He was program director of CKLW in Detroit, and he's the former program director uh, and I guess the first program director of MTV, and uh, he saw that and said, "I'm going to send Ted that link." <laughs> so I was, I was really impressed because of the fact yeah. that he had noticed it. And I thought that article did a very good job of, uh, of portraying the type of technology that ham radio is capable of. Uh, I think it did a tremendous job. I was job.
2: impressed. I was, I was impressed. This, you know. I wish I had known it was coming, but I was impressed.
0: Well, I don't think anyone knew it was coming. I don't.
2: I had some people send me an email this morning saying, "Way to go, Alan! Look at this article. You've done good." And I'm going. I didn't do that.
0: <laughs> well, that's when you know it's when things are going well. Is when things happen. When good things are happening that you don't know anything about, you
2: know. So, yeah, well, I'll take credit for the Times Square, but I won't take credit for New York Times.
0: <laughs> That's right. I want you to relate to the folks what exactly what it was you had done in Times Square, because I, was, I thought that was one of the coolest things I had ever seen.
2: Um, well, and, uh, bluntly, um, different media outlets, different wire services, different uh, outlets, Oftentimes they'll have some kind of specials running, and it happened that at um, this time we were able to work together with an outlet called PR Newswire, and not only did we, we were able to send out the field day wire release, the news release, which we always do, uh, through somebody, uh but pr newswire had a special going and talking with the people and all it was a case of okay we can get this thing on the big reuters billboard in times square and also over in las vegas and i was like this is nice this is cool here's the logo here's the clip (laughs) go for it except i want a picture and it took a while took a couple of days But apparently, you know, in talking with the people there at PR Newswire, there was a camera. It's actually meant to be more a security camera than anything else from what they told me. But uh, there is a camera there that would be able to catch pictures of this. And as soon as they sent it to me, I have sent it off to our news people. Because, yeah, it is nice to see, here's the the huge Field Day logo hanging over Times Square with the thing, you know, over 30,000 hams are going to be active in Field Day. And I'm figuring, this is good. Now, uh, exactly what will be the ultimate outcome of that, I don't know. But at the same time, it does make other people sit up and take notice and... Everything kind of daisy chains together in a lot of times. Uh, so even if some publicity stunt is not doesn't have a direct effect, many times it will be kind of the catalyst for a number of other things. And I think it will be.
0: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Jim across the room is calling W1AW right now on on some frequency. I don't know what.
2: Find what, out which frequency.
0: <laughs> what is it? 15, 15 meters. Yeah. He's on 15, 15? evidently.
2: Where's 15? Which one's 15? Okay. Well, Uh, I am looking at the people he's trying to call.
0: You're looking at the people (laughs) he's trying to talk to? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is great. We can use two... Uh, Fifty thousand watt shortwave transmitters to coordinate the co- <laughs> the field day activities here.
2: <laughs> hey. Amateur <it's> radio. <laughs> this is where we have fun.
0: You know um, the the thing I is is life. there are there are so many television cameras that wind up being trained on Times Square for uh, all kinds of things: movies, you know commercials, right. news clips. People on vacation are constantly taking pictures all over Times Square. And there's a lot of still photographers down there taking pictures for commercial reasons. So you have no idea. You have no... You don't
2: earth- know where it's going to go. It, and like I say, it may not be direct, but it often can be the catalyst to something else.
0: Uh, those, uh, so that, you I know. You never know. Matt uh, and uh, David both were... Uh, uh, just enthralled at operating uh, forty meters right in the middle of Times Square. Mobile, they thought that was the coolest thing. So that's a good place. I mean, it's a special kind of place, you know. Uh, well, anyways, that was a good move. That was excellent, I think. Uh,
2: well, now I got to, I got to go and get uh, one of those uh, picture manipulation computer programs. My head is blocking which one. But take, take the the shot of you work, you running around Mobile. And that picture, blend the two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, you're talking about Photoshopping.
2: Yeah, Photoshop's done all. For your listeners that aren't aware exactly what he's talking about, Ted was operating a mobile in the middle of Times Square, and we've got pictures to prove it. Well, <laughs> if we put that, that picture of a mobile together with a billboard, that's what we're talking about. Well,
0: you know, it's funny that picture that you know, they wound up in QST, but but Holly was in the back seat, and of all things, she had put on one of these uh, disguise glasses, things, you know, the nose and the and the the mustache and all that. She would put that on, and she was looking out the window, just be just joking around. And and David snapped the picture as the car as we were moving through. Actually, Matt let David out of the car to take the picture because he wanted a picture of his car in Times Square. He never dreamed I would send it off anywhere. But there's Holly peering out the window, and if you look at that picture very closely, you will see that nose disguise that she's wearing, which is really kind of funny. I thought, and I don't think a lot of people haven't noticed it, but it is it's 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 priceless.
2: Blackmail money then be sent to post office box for <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm going to need to get going, Ted.
0: And I thank you very much, sir, for calling us and uh, and, and from hearing from ARL headquarters there in W1AW. And, well, if I get
2: a chance, I may give you a call later on again someplace else.
0: And very good. That sounds good. And kind of give us a little report on anything that you hear happening. And we'll uh, thank you very much. Have a good day, sir.
2: You take care, kids. Have fun. Okay, bye-bye. And you're
0: listening to Field A Live. We are coming to you, as I said earlier, from, uh, from deep in the hills of, uh, of Tennessee.
1: We're coming to you deep from the hills of Tennessee, where the generators today are powered by the fuel of sour mash still. Get that cigar away from Ted, please. Sour mash still, the fuel of the 2009 Field Day QSO broadcast. And now, here is your host, Ted Randall.
0: And our telephone number here, if you're wanting to call in your report from Field Day, is area code 615-469-0702. That's area code 615 615- Four six nine oh seven oh two, and of course, all of you folks that call in, all the uh, all the club folks that call in, and you're from your Field Day locations, your name's being put in a hat. We've got a drawing going for the Trans World Antenna TW twenty ten L Backpacker, and that comes complete with the Quadra stand and the carry bag.